spin selling. Every day, we're not only selling ourselves to others as far as persuasion, small microtransactions, just as far as gaining commitment, but at a larger scale, you know, in business, most of the times, are not only are you selling products and services, but if you're trying to get a job, again, you're selling yourself. So every day, you sell yourself both on making commitments to do things and others. And spin selling is actually really interesting because not only can you apply this in business for selling products and services, but you can literally apply this just in persuasion as far as uh, you know gaining commitment, raising capital, and uh, in, in day-to-day lives, and even to yourself. So analyzing and asking yourself these questions. You know, he who asks the questions is, it, is in control is one of the main fundamentals of sales and it really in persuasion in general. The person that's asking the most questions, the person that's most curious is the person that's going to get ahead. Today, we're going to do a brief section on spin selling. This is just a uh, dipping your toe in the water as far as spin selling. I got a lot out of this book. Very, very powerful. And um, it's all backed by research. It is an older book, but uh, I'd highly recommend you pick it up. And, uh, you know, it was originally written, I think, in 1988. And uh, yeah, so it's by Rackman. So let's get into it. So spin selling, spin is an acronym. So it stands for four different types of questions you should ask. And like I said, questions really are the fundamentals for reasoning and for um, basically gaining perspective on a situation. So again, he who asks the most questions will get ahead. So start off. SPIN stands for situation questions, problem questions, implication questions, need payoff questions. So to go in depth with some of those, you can kind of understand situation, problem, implication, and need payoff. So situation and problem, just like a high level overview of this, that's basically gaining understanding of their current situation and their desired situation. And in sales, we something called there's something called the gap analysis. So finding where someone's currently at and finding where they want to be. And the interesting thing is, like I said, this doesn't just apply to business. Everybody has a desired self. That's the reason you do things. So the reason, like the only reason you do things during the day is because you have a desired outcome of those things. Whether the desired outcome could literally just be maintaining. And that means you pass time, but you just maintained you don't really want to do that. As Seneca says, you know, most men and most people just pass time. They don't actually live life. But back to back to spin. So situation and problem, once you can figure those out, you can kind of analyze that gap. So let's say, for example, somebody has $10,000 in their bank account and they want to get to $30,000. That's a gap of $20,000. So you help them bridge that gap and you use implication questions to do that to imply things and to help them actually see their own situation and see how you can help them. And then you move into need payoff questions. So let's start with situation though, just to to start off and we'll just go through these. So at the start of any call or sale, successful people tend to basically gather data about background and their current situation. And basically some situation questions could be things like, you know, how long have you had, um, How long have you had this amount of money or how long have you had this problem for? Could you tell me a little bit more about your background and uh, how how you came to to come to this situation? Like what what is your background? And then, uh, you know, although situation questions have an important fact finding role, successful people don't overuse them 
because it could like bore or irritate the the person you're trying to persuade. And then moving into problem questions. You know, once you have enough data gathered and you've been able to more understand their situation, you've been under been able to understand, remember we're talking about current situation, so current self and desired self or desired situation. They really go hand in hand. Like I said, everybody has, this doesn't just apply to business. We t- Here at the Modern Academy, we kind of bring things full circle around to the four main pillars of life. So health, wealth, love, and happiness. And uh, health, you know, somebody's 220 pounds, they want to get to 190. That's a current situation and a desired situation. Wealth, like I said, 10,000 in the bank, 30,000. Current situation, desired situation. Love, they're single, they want to get into a meaningful relationship. That's current situation, desired situation. Happiness, someone's depressed and anxious, they want to be less depressed and anxious. Current situation, desired situation. So once you better understand that beginning situation, the point A, you know, point A to B, that's the only way you can map things out, you um, you want to figure out the problem. So where, where, where's, where are they desiring to be? So after you've collected this sufficient information, you know, you know, the um, you ask a second type of question, which is basically like, you know, is this difficult to get to? You know, why can't you do this yourself? What have you tried in the past? Where are you trying to get to? You know, things things of this nature, and um, basically problem questions. You know, are you worried about the um, you not being able to get to that desired situation? What are the roadblocks you foresee? How can we prevent those? Things like this basically help you be on their side and help you see from their perspective um, the difficulties of the road ahead so you can better help them with their situation. Because you're hopefully providing a solution to basically bridge this gap, get them from current self to desired self, get them from point A, current, to point B, desired. And I'm just going to hammer this in. So once you figure this out, you know, inexperienced people generally don't ask enough problem questions. So you really want to dig on the problems. And if it's in business, you really want to focus on pain points. So like the uh, $10,000 to $30,000, like what would it mean to you if you got to that $30,000? And what would it mean to you if you didn't? What, how would that affect your business? How would that affect your personal life? How would that affect your family? Things of this nature. So implication questions. You know, in smaller sales, sellers can be... Uh, successful if they know the um, how to ask good situations and problem questions, but in larger sales, this isn't enough. Successful people actually need to ask a third type of question. And, uh, you know, this third type is more complex and sophisticated. It's called an implication question. So typical implications would be, you know, how will this affect problem affect your future profitability or what effect does this reject rate have on a customer satisfaction. Basically, implication questions can take a customer problem and explore its effects or consequences. You know, and as you read more into this book, implication questions, um, successful people help their customer understand the problem's seriousness. So understand the actual, um, you know, the seriousness of the problem. Because, you know, if you're charging, let's say, Okay, so let's just, for a hypothetical, go back to that situation where they have $10,000 in the bank and they're trying to get to $20,000. There's second order consequences of that. There's there's um, uh, opportunity cost to that. You know, if they don't get to that $30,000, they could lose more than they can gain from trying to get there. They could go in debt in the process, like if they're trying to start a new business or get a new venture. So based on this, this is kind of how you can tailor your pricing and tailor your solution 
Again, if it's in business, but if it's in other areas, you have to tailor how you're going to help them, how you're going to go about doing this because every, you know, you don't want to be the, the um, man with a hammer syndrome where, you know, f- for a man with a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. You don't want to do that. You want to get rid of that. You want to be able to adapt. And um, as Bruce Lee says, be like water. You know, water finds a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Water finds a wine glass, it becomes a wine glass. Be water, my friend. That's what Bruce Lee says. So it's very, very important you do this in sales. You know, a lot of people have the man with a hammer syndrome. And this comes from this um, confirmation bias. You know, one thing worked at one point in time for one type of person in one situation and they go, oh, that'll work all the time. No, no, no. That's not how life works at all. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to really play the chameleon as Casanova talks about. So let's go further into this. So as we said, implication questions take a customer's problem and explore its effects or consequences. And as we'll see by asking implication questions, successful people help the customer understand a problem's seriousness or urgency. Implication questions are particularly important in larger sales. And even very experienced salespeople rarely, rarely ask them, well, we'll be given a lot of attention to implication questions in this book. So again, I highly recommend you pick up this book, Spin Selling. It is an older book, but a lot of it applies today. There's, he really breaks it down with um, good graphics. And then uh, the, this, this just spin concept, if you can get that acronym in your mind, it's really, really important. And in the book, uh, Double Your Brain Power, they talk about memorization. So acronyms are important to remember, but um, you basically need to be able to uh, remember them correctly. So what you want to do is basically, if you read this book or after listening to this, just repeat to yourself. Like when you're in the shower, go, okay, let me stop my racing thoughts. Let me practice mindfulness for a second. Let me actually do something productive with my thoughts. Um, let me go through that acronym real quick. And if you do this for around three to five days, you just have to do it every day for around three to five days and then try it a week from then. Just try to remember around like five to seven days from that last day, that last day in that three to five day period, just go a week from then, try and pull it up again. And then like monthly, just revisit it. Or when you get into the situation, just revisit it, preferably weekly. Like it it literally takes less than 15 seconds if you do it properly. Like spin, situation, problem, implication, need payoff. And if you can get the acronym hardwired into your mind, you, you won't forget it. That's the important thing is you just revisit it because you should be applying it. Because remember, knowledge unapplied really doesn't get you anywhere. It just, the, all that does is just uh, book smart. It's, it's not really what you want. You want practical. That's what we do here at the Modern Academy, practical application of knowledge and um, putting it to use in your business, in your life, and in really everything you do. So we are going to move on to, so implication questions are particularly important in larger sales, as we said. And, um, you know, very experienced salespeople rarely ask them well. So if you can really understand implication questions, it's really important. You know, we've uh, given a lot of attention to implication questions in this book. So as you read more, they talk uh, a lot about other books. And, you know, what's interesting is none of the studies showed that they did in this book that um, the classical distinction between open and closed questions have any high meaning in sales calls. So those questions are not important. That's why you need to remember this acronym. Most things that they teach you in sales are not that important. These things are important. And, you know, really this book and Pitch Anything are my two favorite on sales, I would say. This Pitch Anything and uh, let me think. This Pitch Anything 
And there's besides that sales book are really you need to have a malleable way. So reading a bunch of sales books is great, but the thing is, is if you can't again, if if you just take one book for like as uh, as the Bible. And you go, okay, this is all I'm going to apply. In every situation, I'll apply this. You will have the man with the hammer syndrome. You have to have the culmination of ideas, culmination of different thoughts, have different ingredients, combine them together in your own way of doing things, in your own way of basically persuading and selling. And remember in the beginning of this podcast, I kind of did a brief overview of why selling is important even outside of uh, of business situation. So lastly, we move into need payoff questions. So this book, basically, he says, finally, we found that very successful salespeople ask a fourth type of question during the investigating stage. Remember, the investigating stage is the most important stage in any sales call. And most people don't, most people think it's all about closing, but no, no, no. The investigating stage is actually the most important. And the reason for this is this is where you really can perform that gap analysis. So closing techniques really aren't that important, especially in larger sales. What's most important is you gain the um, gap analysis and you can basically um, bring up data points. And remember, there's basically in, in any sales process, it's the preliminaries. So kind of small talk, things of that nature. Not just being only businessy. That that part really should take less than twenty percent of the time. And then there's the investigating stage, and then there's demonstrating capabilities, so benefits and features, and then there's obtaining commitment. So the investigating is by far. It's really the eighty twenty principle. You know, eighty percent of your results come from twenty percent of your efforts, and in those four different parts, you can break those up into around twenty five percent. I would say investigating is around, it's, the, it's really an example of the 80-20 principle. So need payoff questions is the 80-20 principle of the investigation stage. Because if you do these correctly, they will sell themselves to you. So it's basically like there's this book, um, uh, Raising Lions. And the idea is that when you teach children, you shouldn't force them. They should be teaching themselves. So you, so basically with need payoff questions, they explain to you why it's important to get to their desired situation. And they, you get them to explain to you why, you know, why, um, your benefits would help them. And this is so important. Nobody can do this as well. So we found that very successful salespeople ask a fourth type of question during the investigation stage. It's called a need payoff question. And typical examples would be, would it be useful to speed this operation by 10% or if we could improve the quality of this operation, how would that help you? Need payoff questions have several uses. As we'll see in chapter four, again, pick up this book so you can read chapter four. For now, perhaps most important, one is that they get the customer to tell you the benefits of what your solution could offer. That's what I was just saying. It's so important that they tell you it. It's just like that book, um, uh, raising lions, which is about raising kids and raising animals, is you basically you want to give them the tool and have them figure it out themselves. That's kind of the the parable about like teaching a man to fish. You can't force them to fish. If you give them the tools, the knowledge to fish, they can do it themselves. That's basically what what I'm doing here at the Modern Academy. I'm not forcing you guys on anything. I'm just trying to provide you the uh, the things that I learn. I'm on a book a day pace, and I'm in tons of high-level programs, I'm being mentored by people, all these different things. I'm basically condensing the knowledge that I learned and bringing it to you. So you want, again, let me hammer this in. You want them to tell you the benefits of your solution. 
what your solution could offer. Need payoff questions have a very strong relationship to sales success. It's been common in our studies to find that top performers ask more than 10 times as many need payoff questions as average performers. So I hope you pick up this book. Again, I highly recommend it. Spin Selling, so powerful. It's absolutely incredible book. It's by Neil Rackman. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this, please do us a review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. And until next time.